This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm not okay. Can we put the Dwayne Johnson conspiracy I mean, to bed? I mean, you dressing like Dwayne Johnson in these games, man. Like he's you, dressing like me. No, nah, you wearing these turtlenecks uh, to the game. You know, it's, was, funny, it's funny. You you came to these games early in the season dressed like in sweats and like a t-shirt. Yeah, it's come real casual. And now you're outdoing us. Now you're making us step our game up. You know how they always say like LeBron makes all these guys around him better. Yeah, I like, guess that's, that's what you're doing today, Kelly. I'm I'm, I'm 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 elevating my teammates. Yeah, you're elevating us. You're making us step our game up now. See, like I I look so underdressed right now. Just Wait, like, don't no, I see you with with the, uh, the Sperrys and the slacks. Nah. Yeah, see, like Sperrys. It, work, it works for you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but like, it's really lazy. And you step and you're wearing a blazer at every game now. And like, I got to. Yeah, you got to. So we are live in the bowels of Toyota Center after the Rockets defeated the Cavs by like a billion points. Uh, we're firmly at the half point, halfway mark of the season. The Rockets have played 41 games. Usually at this point of the season, we get a pretty good idea of what each team is at this point. Um, but for the Rockets, I'm not sure if we're there yet. You know, because like, I feel like they've had. And up, obviously they've had an up and down season, but obviously they have these injuries piling up, and it's really hard to gauge where they're at. Yeah, um, the one thing we do know is that they can score a yeah. bunch. Yeah. Um, tonight they dropped like one forty-five. Yeah, a lot, a lot of points. And I think for a long time they were the number one offense in the league. Now it's Golden State. Yeah. But like you said, there's, there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of upheaval, a lot of turnover. So we don't know how they how good they are going to be defensively right now they're still kind of 24th right yeah they're they're, they're still really bad defensively but as you said like i'm like i'm glad that we can finally understand this team because i remember for a while at the beginning of the season i didn't understand what this team was like this team didn't have an identity at the beginning i didn't know if they were good at offense they were good at defense like they just like sort of so up and down every game they didn't have a consistent identity and i feel like that's so important for good teams to have an identity, and I feel like now that they have that, you know, they can start working on the other parts of their uh, their team, their team defense and, and whatnot. But yeah, you're right. Like they're they still have a lot to work. They still have, they still have a lot of work to do. You know, I think one of the biggest things to see going forward is 
what can they do to put them over the edge? Right. You know, they're pretty well. I won't say they're pretty close, but we have a better idea of who they are. Like you said, yeah. we we know exactly. Okay, this team is going to come and score 130 points. They're going to get up 45 threes. Yeah. Harden is going to make half of those threes. Mm-hmm. Can the other guys cut contribute? Can Chris come back? Can Eric come back? Can Gerald and other other guys stay consistent with offense and also on defense? How? Because they've given up a lot of points in the paint, even right. to a, a Cleveland team that coming into today was worse in the league and what? A lot of categories. A lot of ca- this team is bad. Like, this team is bad, bad. Yeah. And, and even tonight, they still scored 115, 113 points. Like, right. that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. I, I know in the past you would hate that kind of stuff where it would be a blowout. The, the, they're bringing the benches and then they still give up a lot of points. Right, yeah. Their garbage time units in the past have been pretty bad. And it, it was okay tonight, but their defense is still a work in progress, to, to be, uh, to put it lightly. Um, so, I again, I think we can firmly say this team is good at X and bad at Y, which is progress. Progress. But, you know, for the past 15 games, this team has been playing like a, you know, Western Conference contender, like a le- legitimate Western Conference contender. And I'm not sure if I if I would ready to call them that yet because there's just so much work they have to do. There's so many additions they have to make. And these injuries, you know, like, for example, the Eric Gordon stuff. Like, you had an update about him today. What would you hear? Yeah, um, he is getting ready to come back. He's pushing up the, the workouts with John Lucas, getting some extra shooting drills in, getting some extra, you know, like feet work because when he what he told me was when he got hurt I think everyone thought it was knee on knee right it was knee on the floor so he's known to wear those knee braces like the super long knee braces right but somehow the collision avoided all of the knee brace and hit on the side which is really it was really inflamed right he he couldn't run these knee braces have this padding on the front end And what, what you're talking about is, I'm guessing, the side where the, the side, does it. Yeah. 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 And, and it was super inflamed, and right. it, it hurt to run. Yeah. And that was, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. But he's close to coming back. Obviously, he'll be closer than Chris Paul is in his, in his recovery. But it's good to see that he's stepping up because he wants to come back and play and help a team who's kind of clicking offensively right now. Right. Yeah, so the Rockets were super vague about his injury before. <laughs> yeah, like they were day-to-day. What else is new? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're vague about every injury. But, like, they legitimately did not give us any update on him. And uh, it seems like what we have here is a deep bone bruise, I yeah. would say. Yeah, a deep bone bruise, which is much worse than we thought before. Like, before we thought it was just a knee-on-knee. You know, he'll be back in, like, a couple, you know, just a week or so. Yeah. And, like, it seems like it's deeper than that. Um, as far as Chris Ball, he started getting on the court a little bit. We're starting yeah. to see him before games, shoot around. Running up the arena steps. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a lot of stuff with uh, John Lucas as well. Um, you know, I I think with Chris Paul, I think they're being more careful than they really have to be, but in, in a good way. because Yeah, they're being overly cautious, which yeah. is smart. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, because, you know, obviously that hamstring has bothered him in the past. He's missed a lot of time due to that hamstring. And, you know, the Rockets aren't worried about this season. They're worried about the postseason. And having Chris Paul healthy for that stretch is really what it's all about. And I'm guessing that – I'm guessing if it was was a playoff situation, he'd be ready to go in a couple days. Like, I I, I can't – you know, I don't know what's going on with his doctors. You know, 
I can't speculate, but I, I'm guessing if it was a playoff situation, just judging by how he looked in the shoot-arounds, he'd be ready to go. And I think, to that point, when he initially went down, I don't think the Rockets saw James taking his game like this. Right, yeah. He's playing. Like, they knew he's, they knew he's great. Yeah. But did they see this? No, I don't think so. So I think that kind of played into, okay, now we can be more cautious with Chris Paul. We can give him more time. We have Austin Rivers coming in. He's coming and produced. Daniel House. We're pretty good on the guard front. Yeah, Daniel House has yeah. come in and, and, and played relatively well to expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where now you know what you're up against. Mm-hmm. How do we prevent that going forward? Because God forbid they get into the playoffs and he goes on again. Right. Like yeah. even before he got hurt, he was playing way too many minutes. The most he's played in five years is like thirty-four a night, which is insane yeah. for a thirty-three, thirty-four-year-old guard with a history of, of injuries. So I think now they're being they took a step back and said, let's be realistic, let's have a a long-term goal. Because this guy's around for four years. Yeah. Don't want to burn him now. And I think that's the smart way to go. And I, and you're 100% right. The fact that they went 12-3 and three in that ridiculous stretch where they were playing like a, a playoff contender pretty much every other night um, was really impressive. Really impressive. Harden's at another level. Like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to call him my MVP yet. Like, I, I'm still Giannis. I, I still think Giannis, the team success, the defense, their top five in defense and offense. But... Harden's making a strong run right here. Like, if he keeps this up for another two weeks, which is how long Chris Paul is going to be out for, at least, I mean, it's going to be hard to deny him this MVP award. And he also had the first laugh. They, they did win in Houston. Yeah. He had an incredible game. Yeah. And I, I feel like he finished with, what, 21 and 20 or something like that? Right, yeah. But it's the way he got those points because the Rockets clearly game plan to stop him or slow him down at least. P.J. Tucker's ball denials were like, <laughs> I mean, like the guy didn't let him touch the basketball in that first half, especially. And I think even at that, he was still able to come in and and take his team to a very good road victory. And we'll we'll be having to watch to see when they, they meet up again in Milwaukee, right. which will obviously be a much tougher environment. Mm-hmm. But assuming James can keep up this level of play for that long. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see. I, I think I think James Harden might be the only player to win MVP where the voters might already have voter fatigue. If right. you know if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he only has one MVP, but there's already voter fatigue in there. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I, I do because he's been in like four MVP races. By yeah, him. yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of these, and I do feel like there is some sort of voter fatigue here. But I think. You know, like it's it's been interesting to watch these teams come up with separate defenses for Harden. Like I like the Bucks play like they for they tunneled him right. Like Bledsoe made him go like I've never seen anyone force him right the amount that he did. Like he just like completely gave him the right lane. And the the way the Bucks packed the paint, like they had like three seven footers there. They had Irsan Lucio, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis, who's like six foot not. 11 himself like they all packed the paint all at once like it was like a real huge scramble and to the Bucks right this is how they played all year it was not really that much of a deviation but specifically for Harden um 
I'm not going to – they didn't stop Harden, obviously. He had 42 points. No. He, had a, he, had a, he had a great, efficient night. But it, it definitely slowed the Rockets down. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it slowed them down to the point where they weren't getting into their actions as quicker. You saw, like you said, Bledsoe was kind of channeling him towards Brook Lopez. Right. And at first it was working because Brook Lopez was putting his hands up yeah. and, and just diverting everything. Clink about a, a really bad game right. efficiency-wise. Brooke was bothering him all night. And Harden had 42. Kind of towards the end, I think they kind of tired him out. Yeah, he started missing a lot of threes. They were being very physical. Yeah, Yeah. he started missing a lot of threes. Some passes were off target. And I think the Bucks are credit to Mike Budnos. Like, he's he's coaching these guys so brilliantly. And he's made – it's not like he's come in and made these sweeping changes. He just came in, he brought in Brook Lopez, added a little bit more spacing and a little more structure. And you're seeing how good that team really is. We've we've always talked about when when will the Bucks take that next step? Because they've always been heralded as the next team, the team that the the the, the younger everyone's team. favorite league passing. Yeah, game. yeah, the young the young and hungry, yeah. the Buck, you know, the. The young bucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. like bucks just, and six, you know, Brandon Jennings, the whole yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think now we're seeing them make a real claim in the Eastern Conference. Brook Lopez becoming Ryan Anderson late in his career. <laughs> like, the, the development that I did not see coming that we are talking about enough as an NBA media. Uh, it, it's it's very fascinating to watch. Like it's uh, just to see him transform his game like this. Yeah, but the Bucks are a force to be reckoned with in the East. Chris Middleton's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, Gian- Giannis is obviously playing at an MVP level. Brogdon, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, going back to James, it's been in- very interesting to see how just every night there's a different defense for him. I remember the Nuggets, uh, Mike Malone had uh, his squad trap Harden every single play <coughs> possession, uh, try to get the ball out of his hand. It's, and I, like, I, was, I, I remember I tweeted something like, man, there's an opportunity for Harden to get like 15 assists tonight because he's like <laughs> – there's an open shooter on every possession, and there's there's nothing the Bucks the Nuggets can do because that if that's your game plan, you can't switch mid game. It's it's like really impossible, especially if, my, if Malone you know drilled that in, in pregame. Like this is how we're gonna play. We're not gonna deviate from this. And I mean, it just feels like the Nuggets are a team. That, the Rockets have their number. It's like yeah, they just every single time they play the Nuggets, they always score like 180 points. I will say this though. Two, I think a while ago you said you're not ready to put Houston in that category yeah. of contenders. Apart from the Clippers, they've beaten every team above them. Yeah. Like, convincingly. Right. Um, At what point for you would you say that, okay, these guys are legit? Legit. When they get to middle of the pack defensively. <clears throat> Because I just, I still don't trust their defense. Their so what, defense is really bad. What is the exact um, ranking right now? I think before the game I checked, they were 26th. Uh, they played pretty Jeez. okay tonight. So they, they had like a 106 defensive rating. Then they might be 25th or 24th right now. Like it's, uh, They're still really bad. Like Until they get out of that bottom 10... I'm not ready to put them, you know, back to where they were last year, especially. Like, last year, they were just, like, a monster on both ends. And I feel like they're back to where they were offensively, and they have that identity again. But defensively, it's going to take – not only is it going to take some schematic changes, because I feel like they're getting back to their switching a little bit more. Yeah. Like, they stopped dropping Clint Capella back to the room. They're starting to switch a little bit more, getting back and rebounding. But their rebounding has to improve. 
Their defensive rebounding is still bottom ten in the league, and they're they have to make some additions. Like that that's that seems pretty clear. I saw a stat um, last night. They're fifth worst in box outs for offensive rebounds opportunities. Right. Which is because box outs are just that's just the simplest effort. Yeah, just effort. Right. So I think for them to improve in that department, just energy. Could that be? Could that be bringing some high energy guy in? Possibly, like a Jay and Grant. You saw him. I know you watched the game last night. Yeah. They need someone like that, a high energy. You know, switchable defender that just boxes out, eats, brings it, it every yeah. night defensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that this is what we've been talking about all offseason. I feel like we've been talking about the Rockets get this this coveted wing, right? But. It's going to be hard because I feel like there's like eight Western Conference teams that are buyers and are looking for exactly that. And, you know, there's so few sellers out there. You know, you see Chicago, Atlanta, maybe New York. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. I I mean, you'd have to search to see if there are more sellers than that. And, you know, the Rockets have assets. They have all their first-round picks going forward. They have that Brandon Knight contract, which I feel is very movable. It's It's a good lump sum amount of cash, which you need to acquire a player like that. But, you know, there, there might be teams out there that have better assets. I, I don't know. Like, they, they might have to fill, the, fill these minutes in by committee. I mean, they've been doing so. They started, they've been starting Eric Gordon when, he's, when he was healthy. They brought in Daniel House. And, you know, they brought in Austin Rivers. They might have to sign someone on the buyout market with their, their remaining lump sum of their taxpayer MLE. Because when, when Clint sits and they go small, they just get destroyed on the glass. Right. And – you look at the other teams around the league, the Miamis, the Milwaukee's. When Hassan says they still have Bam coming in, right. they still have – and Bam gets, I think, 18% of rebounding opportunities when Hassan's off the floor, which is a good sign for a backup big. Right. Now, Hardenstein actually did pretty well for the minutes he was in. Yeah. But he's he was a know, plus minus god. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like a plus fifteen every time he. Was yeah, there. but he's yeah. he's real. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so I want to ask you this question because I was talking to this with uh, Ben, Dubo, our friend Ben Dubose yep. for the game. Um, do you think the Rockets need some size? Because like that 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 might be something that they're lacking that we might, we're not talking about enough. They're a really small team. They don't have anybody on this team. Yeah, um, that's over six ten. Yeah, they do. They 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 tried to. Well, they looked into it. Before um, Tyson went to um, Los Angeles, they they tried to like they you know they they tried to acquire yeah they put their hat in the ring yeah um as far as now I think if a big came available like a Robin Lopez they would probably look at that yeah if because yeah they need some size Robin Lopez is a good name that's a good name if 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 they I don't know how much they plan to play in the name. Down the stretch, um, he he didn't play versus uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yeah, or Golden or, State. Yeah, he's he plays very matchup dependent. Yeah, so I think you need to, if you don't trust Marquise Chris yet, if you don't trust Isaiah yet, you need to bring in another experienced. Like when they had Brandon Wright before his knees, you know, gave out. I thought that was the perfect backup big for what they want to do. It's just someone who's athletic, run the floor, block shots, intimidate in the paint. 
But I think they're going to wait for the buyout market. Because I think trade deadline is always hectic. You might do something. But where you're going to make your real mark is March 1st. Right. Once, once free agents are there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there. And you tell me what you think. Because I feel like this team is ready to give up on this guy. Derek Favors. So, Derek Favors is the starting power forward for the Utah Jazz, and they've been experimenting with kind of throwing out smaller lineups and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if they view Gobert at Favors as their starting, you know, front core of the future. So, if the Rockets were to, you know, throw some feelers out for him, how would you feel about What is his uh, contract? $16.9 per year, I think. And Rubio's out for a while? Yeah, yeah. Like two, I think the last time I checked, Rubio was out for like two weeks, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you could always just offer Brandon for, well, it would probably take Brandon in a first and a, probably a second. Yeah. yeah. And Faith <coughs> and the the Jazz are one of your contenders. You know, they're trying to get back. That's the thing. Play. So I was, yeah. They're trying to get back in the playoffs. League, like, like the I was talking place. to, yeah, I was talking to a league exec guy, and he said, a lot of the Western teams are just trying to wait for. You, you know how you're you're in a, a middle school dance and waiting for someone to cross the room. Right. That's how a lot of Western teams are right now. They're waiting for someone to make that move because fourteen teams are contenders right now. Right. They still feel like, okay, we're still in this now. Between now and February seventh, a lot might change because the standings are going to fluctuate. A lot of these buyers might become sellers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think for someone like Utah, they they're still a very prideful team. You know, everyone picked them to be some people picked next them to up, be the second best yeah, team in the West this year. Next up, based on Houston's regression and their consistency and their youth movement right. with Donovan and Engels and whatever. But Favors lost some weight; he slimmed down. Right, he started shooting more threes. But the favors go bear pairing has never really worked how they wanted it to work. It's not very forward looking. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's a four. I think yeah. he's an undersized big. Right. Now, in a perfect world, Rockets would love to have Montrez back, but right. that you can't have that. Right. So, favors is a, is a pretty intriguing option. That, that's, that's that's a good. Name. I I hadn't thought of that. It's pretty. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, this is you know you get bored, you scroll around through the Western Conference. Just, <laughs> just see. You find something. Yeah, you find something. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because I I do feel like they need multiple positions. It's not just I don't think they just need a wing at this point. I think they do need some size. So it's it's gonna be inter- like I'm not sure like at this point if the Rockets are intending to move to wait to make a move or if the Rockets are gonna you know actually make a move while Chris Paul and Eric Gordon are out. Because I, I think they want to see how this how this team looks and what they lack once their roster comes back together. Yeah, and I, that's kind of what Daryl said previously. Like, they want to, they would like to see for an extended run. They haven't actually had that luxury of having everyone on the table ready to go Healthy. for, like, 10, 15-game stretch. Right. Yeah. Either Carmelo got whatever or someone got hurt. Someone got spit on or somebody, you know, it's always something. Right. So I think the period between now and the trade deadline is going to be good because he's going to have the best chance to evaluate everything at once. 
you know, and see what do we what do we we really need, what do we need to trade, what you know. That's just how he's probably thinking right now. So, watch for these next month or so right. and see what happens. What about shooting? So, like the, the, this team has got their act together lately with the shooting, yeah. but I'm I'm still not sure if they're you know fully there yet. Like I, I think they might want an extra shooter. Uh, they have for a while. Yeah, yeah, like. Do you think the Rockets will explore the market, look at guys like Wayne Ellington, maybe J.R. Smith, um, you know, guys who may not be traditional defenders when you think of it, but, you know, can defend but are really known for their three-point shooting prowess. Are they exploring the market for that? Um, specifically, J.R. Smith, they have called about right. that right. about a month or so ago. But <clears throat> as one person told me, Trading for J.R. Smith is easier said than done. It sounds good in theory, but he comes with a lot of baggage. Right. He's getting up there in age. He's up there in age. Takes the, a, a long time to integrate into a culture. And there's, there, there have always been, like, things that said about him in the locker room, which is kind of the reason why they got him out of there. Right. Like, morale, yeah. stuff like that. He's still a good shooter. I, I I still think Nick Young, someone who's always killed the Rockets sneakily, would be, you know. Yeah, the Rockets really like these home improvement projects. <laughs> they, they like to bring in guys who uh, a lot of the league has given up on, but they feel like they can, you know, in Mike D'Antoni's system, can reincorporate them into NBA offenses. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Um, for now, I feel like they're in a good spot. They got some really uh, favorable schedule going up. Like they're gonna play Orlando on the road, and then they play uh, they play the Lakers, and then they play they play Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So among that, that's two two out of those three teams are under five hundred. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if they can get some blowout losses under their belt. Because I really want to see if they can do that. If they can get some blowout loss under the belt, I, I might start to feel a little bit better about their chances. Uh, climbing up the standings. You know, they're really trying to get this number one seed. Mike D'Antoni talked about it today with the media. Like, he re- the Rockets have not let their sights, you know, down from that number one seed. They still want that. You know? And the more games that they get at home, the better, because they're playing really well at home lately. Right. Yeah. So, I think to your point, they can get some more blood wins, some big wins, some confidence boosters. Yeah. Then, get some guys some rest. Yeah, get some guys some rest. Then the feelings will come back, you know. Right. Not 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 so as as last year because that's was never coming back. Right. But just confidence. Right. The feeling that you can hang with the Golden States, the Denver's. The West is really close. Yeah. They're really bunched up right now. The Rockets are like four and a half games back of the one seed, and yeah. a few weeks ago they were the 14th seed. Like it's really, like I'm not gonna say it's easy to climb, but it's a, it's really opportunity. There's an opportunity. Yeah. To climb if you if you're really you know focused on it, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. I've enjoyed talking to you, Kelly. Yes, uh, it's sir. going to be interesting to see what kind of turtleneck you wear tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry for the comfort. My throat is killing. No, me. you're good. You're good. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe to the Athletic. Follow Kelly. Hey. Follow Kelly on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Kelly Eco NBA. So K E L L Y I K O NBA. And yeah, guys. Good night. <laughs>